0: não, e a
1: linha de
0: It's a joy and a pleasure to come together Sunday after Sunday to worship the Lord and also to listen from His word. But this time, when the pastor asked me, he asked me something very peculiar, which nobody had asked me before. He said, can you do a miracle? I was a bit confused. I said, Pastor, I have never done a miracle. I can preach on a miracle and let God do the miracle. As you know, we are going through a series in which we are looking at the parables and the miracles of Jesus. And so, one Sunday we look at a parable and the next Sunday we look at a miracle. And this Sunday we are going to look at a miracle that Jesus performed and this passage is a very familiar passage to all of us so let me test you are going to have a quiz uh, very soon but that's on the Old Testament Um, how many miracles you noted in this passage anyone how many miracles are there the time is up. You cannot now look at the miracle there. Two. Okay. Anyone? Anyone else? Two at least. the has already identified two. Anyone wants to better that? Score? Okay. There are four miracles. Look with me as we go along. I will point out four miracles that happened in that passage. It's a very familiar passage. And as we look into the passage uh, let's look to God in prayer first uh, before we look into the passage will bow with me Heavenly Father we thank you for this opportunity to gather together Lord as we come before your presence and come before your word we pray that you bless this word and bless every word that comes and Lord let it minister to each one of us Lord we commit ourselves into your hands. In Jesus' name, we pray it. Amen. It was a beautiful summer day on 10th June, 2023, just last month. I was on a super fast ICE trains in, in Europe, which run really fast, almost 300 kilometers an hour. And I was traveling from Netherlands into Germany. Um, from Amsterdam to Cologne, to be precise. And, uh, and something which I was very happy about was that I had a first class ticket. You know, an IC train and a first class is something that you dream of. And was, I got into the station, and those stations are not like, of course Indian Railway has improved, um, but um, um, so I was there, the train came on time, I got into the train, And I settled myself. It was very nice. At the restaurant, you can go and have a coffee. And it's a four-hour journey. It all was going well. After two hours into the journey, there was a a sudden break. The train came to a grinding halt. These trains, they really don't stop like this, in the middle of nowhere. And um, I thought maybe it's some two, three minutes, but it became 10 minutes and the, and the train driver announced that there is a power outage in the train because the train is entering another country which is Germany from Netherlands. So it's on the border. And it will take some time. They are working on it. And then this 5 minutes, 10 minutes became 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour. In These are all sealed trains. So it became unbearably hot, and that was a hot summer day, according to the European standards, 30 degrees. And uh, and it was suffocating, so they opened the door, but nobody can jump out from there, uh, because they are not allowed. And it became 45 minutes, and the the driver announced that the train will not go. And you'll have to get down, but you can't uh, get down like this in India, like the way we jump out of a train and get down. So you have to get down on a station or a platform and there's a small lit, tiny uh, village in which there's a small platform. And uh, so everyone has to get down. The tail of the train was touching the platform. So you have to get down all from all through the train, you have to pass and the first class was the first. And so you have to pass all through with luggage and everything, old and young and children, and everybody was on the small platform. And we're almost like refugees there. And then we're taken from there into a small, what is called a German village, which uh, has about 200 people and we're 800 people. And they had not seen so many people in in that village. And there's a green lush field in which we're asked to stay. What do you do? Let me pause here But I just prayed And said, Lord, you answer me I'm in the middle of nowhere I don't know where it is In a a strange uh, place But I'll tell you, I'll complete the story When we come to the end of the sermon I wish I could tell you That when you come to Jesus All your problems will be over I wish I could tell you that when you give your life to God, you sail very clearly. And I wish I could tell you that life will be comfortable and life will be easy. Unfortunately not. Life is tough for everyone, Christians included. You know, Jesus said in uh, John chapter 16 and verse 33 that in this world you will have trouble but take heart I have overcome the world that's the hope of the Christian take heart I have overcome the world you will have trouble but take heart you will overcome the world so three things that we are going to look at in this passage and three things that for you to remember You are never out of God's sight. Secondly, you are never out of God's reach. And thirdly, you are never out of God's care. You are never out of God's sight. You are never out of God's reach. And you are never out of God's care. Everyone goes through tough times in life. And you will also go through tough times. But you are never out of God's sight. The disciples were in a very, very difficult situation, right? What was happening there? And if you look at verse 22, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him and to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. Who was responsible for putting these disciples into trouble? What does verse 22 say? Who sent disciples? Verse 22. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat. Jesus made his disciples get into the boat, not through a physical force, but he commanded them. You go, get into the boat, and go. While Jesus went to pray, he dismissed the crowd, he sent the disciples in the boat and he went to pray important thing is to remember is that just because you are in a tough spot does not mean that you are not in the right spot you get it right just because you are in a tough spot in life does not mean that you are not in the right spot. Many times we think that smooth sailing is what God would allow. You know, just think about it. These people, the disciples, were familiar with water. They're familiar with most many of them are fishermen. They knew how to how to get around in Sailing, you know, many times in life you think you know where you are in your professional life, in your personal life, you know exactly what needs to be done. But what happens is that sometimes, irrespective of that, in spite of all that, you get into a spot like the disciples got into that spot there. They didn't know what to do. How to get out of it. Did Jesus know what the disciples are going through? Yes or no? Did Jesus know or he didn't know? He knew. He knew. And that's why he came. Right? He knew what they were going through. You know, this whole lake is four miles and they were almost in the middle of the lake which is about two miles from the shore. And it was night. And Jesus was praying. But he was keeping a watch. You are never out of God's sight. You are never out of God's sight. When Jesus is praying, he is still mindful of his disciples who are stuck in a situation, who are stuck in a tight spot. Am I speaking to someone this morning? You think you are in a tight spot, trapped in a boat, don't know where to go, and there is a storm outside of the boat. The fact that Jesus knew what the disciples were going through was the first miracle. He was God. He knew exactly what was going on there. And Jesus, somehow, is able to look out over the lake in the night and see the disciples struggling hard. Brothers and sisters, remember you are never alone. Because you are in a tight spot, doesn't mean you are outside of God's favor doesn't mean that you are alone God is looking out for you you are in the sight of God and so the disciples are struggling hard but you are never they are never out of God's sight he knows exactly what you are going through he knows exactly what our struggles are he knows exactly what will happen tomorrow in the coming week. You are never out of God's sight. Secondly, you are never out of God's reach. Look at verse 25. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. on the land, the disciples in the middle of the sea or the lake and they are struggling and there is storm and then Jesus walks right in there on the the lake on the water and uh, Jesus was demonstrating his power over nature and his own True nature as the son of God later on in verse 33 you will see that disciples will acknowledge this when they would worship him in the boat when he gets into the boat they will worship him and say truly you are the son of God so Jesus is walking there on water is the second miracle that was happening in that passage Jesus knew what was going on and secondly, he's walking all the way there. And they're terrified, they say it's a ghost. But you know what? Sometimes when God comes to rescue you, you're praying, you think he's not there, and he comes to rescue you, but you fail to recognize him. That's what happened to the disciples. They said, You're a ghost. It's a ghost is coming. In verse 26, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified, they said, and cried out in fear. Sometimes in our life, we fail to recognize the power of God that is at work. We expect a miracle to happen, but we are not prepared to see the miracle. They probably expected how to be rescued from the situation, but they were not prepared to see Jesus walk and come there. When we pray, listen to me very carefully, when we pray, expect a miracle. Otherwise you will see a ghost. When you pray, God answers your prayers. You are never out of God's reach. But sometimes we don't recognize it. Sometimes we're frightened. Because we don't understand what's going on. God can be right there, ready to help you. But we also need to respond. You know, we read the reminder of the week. The psalmist says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. I rise on the wings of the dawn. If I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. You can't run away. You can't run away from God. You are always in his sight and you are never out of God's reach you may be thinking that you are stuck in the middle of the sea not going anywhere I don't know I have so adverse situation in my workplace my boss is misbehaving with me my colleagues they don't support me but my home there is this problem Where is God? You are never out of God's sight. And you are never out of God's reach. Thirdly, you are never out of God's care. You are never out of God's care. So Jesus in verse 27 says, Take courage, it's I, don't be afraid. And Peter says, "If you're you, Lord, then help. Then, then tell me to come to you on the water." Peter wanted to do that. And many times, many preachers criticize Peter. But you know what? At least Peter made that effort to go. But rest of them were still in the boat. They didn't dare to take the first step. Peter took that step. He gets out of the boat and starts walking towards Jesus. And that's the third miracle that we see here. Peter taking steps on the water. Walking on the water towards Jesus. It took a lot of faith for Peter. Can you imagine? Taking a step out onto the water. Would be a very, very difficult thing, a challenge. A challenge. And Peter attempts something very big and he fails. And from a high point to the low point, he looks at the waves and he feels intimidated. And then he says, Help me, Lord, save me, Lord. And Jesus rescues him. He begins to sing and he's afraid Lord save me and Jesus does save him and then he says you of little faith why did you doubt and there's a lot of things that you can learn from Peter in this small step that he took the first is there's a lesson of faith when you trust Jesus God can do something big And something beautiful in your life If you trust Jesus He can do something big And something beautiful You know life of faith is a life of adventure You engage God You are engaging with God You see How God is intervening In your life So this is a lesson of faith There's a book, uh, it's a very interesting book, uh, by John Ortberg. The book is entitled, If You Want to Walk on Water, you You Have Got to Get Out of the Boat. You can't walk on water sitting in the boat. You have to get out of the boat. Then only you can walk on water. The lesson on faith. Secondly, the lesson on focus. You need to keep trusting in Jesus. You need to keep looking at Jesus. In difficult situations, when storms are there, you need to keep your focus on Jesus. The faith is important. The focus is important. Don't lose focus. Keep your eyes on Jesus, not on your problems, not on the storm, not on what's going on. And thirdly, Lesson of forgiveness. God is there to forgive. Even if you lose your focus. That's Jesus. When you look at the storm, sometimes when you look away from Jesus and look into what's going on, still Jesus is there to forgive. And take you back. Faith. God can do amazing things in your life. Focus. Keep your eyes on Jesus, not on problems. Forgiveness. God loves you and forgives you even when you fall. Even when you fall. And then Jesus and Peter, they got back, get back to the boat with the rest of the disciples and the fourth miracle happens. What's that? The storm is still the, the wind died down that's what verse 32 says and then those who were in the boat worshipped him saying truly you are the son of God truly you are the son of God that's the third point of the passage you were never out of God's care you are never out of God's care Let me tell you what happened in a small village called Emmerich Elton I had no other option left. There are 800 people on a green field at 2 in the afternoon at 14 hours under the sun raging at 30 degrees. It was very hot, let me tell you. No water, nothing. And children and elderly people and so many people were there. And they said buses are going to come to take you to a nearest um, city, uh, which is something like uh, an hour, and there are at least ten buses needed to carry all these people. I never knew when these buses are going to come. I prayed. I said, Lord, how do I get out of this place? And there is no restaurant. There is nothing. It's, it's, it's a nice. Village, I mean, I mean, villages are nice, it's not like like here, but still, uh, there are no resources. Sometimes you can get into trouble, get stuck in the middle of the sea, not knowing where your help is going to come from. And you have nothing else you can do except to pray. And that's what I did. And you know what God did? God sent a local bus, from somewhere a local bus came. That bus comes from two or three times a day. It's a very remote area. And everyone has a car there, so everyone can go anywhere. So this bus came and uh, and uh, I got into the bus and many others also got into the bus. And the bus took me to a uh, nearest a small railway station. A train was waiting there, a local train which I, can take, I could take. That took me to another city where there was another train meeting. I took that train and in eight hours I completed the whole journey which was supposed to be four hours. But praise God I could come out of that place. God works in miraculous ways. And many times these are simple small examples. But, God is all-knowing. He is omniscient. God is all-present. He is omnipresent. God is all-powerful. He is omniscient. Omnipotent. So he is omniscient, omnipresent and omnipresent or omnipotent. God is omniscient which means you are never out of his sight. God is omnipresent, which means you are never out of his reach. God is omnipotent, which means you are never out of his care. That is what this passage tells us. You are never out of God's sight. Which means God has never forgotten you. He remembers you in difficult times. You are never out of God's reach. So that means God has not abandoned you. He is still there. In difficult times and easy times. He is still there for you. Because He is omnipresent. And thirdly, you are never out of God's care because God loves you so much That he sent his son To die on the cross Of Calvary He is all knowing He's is all present He's is all powerful An all loving God Who knows your troubles And will rescue you in his Perfect timing Dear ones Don't lose faith Trust in God trust in Jesus because you are never out of his sight you are never out of reach and you are never out of his care step boldly out into the life of faith step out of the boat walk towards Jesus and engage in this life of adventure and when the going gets tough this week, remember you are never out of his sight because he keeps an eye on you. You are never out of his reach because he will walk and come and intervene in your situations. And you are never out of his care because he cares for you. And for me, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to look into your word. Oh Lord, you are a powerful God. O Lord, you are omniscient, you are omnipresent, and you are omnipotent. Lord, help us to trust in you more, Lord. to trust and to depend on you and you alone, because you always have a sight on us and you always reach out to us. And Lord, you care for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.